West Beyond. Carl, Ryan, and Sam review the new movies you may want to see and talk a little news along the way. Venture with them for The Quest Beyond. The Quest Beyond, talking reviews for movies coming out on streaming service and a bunch of news as well. These days, seems like the news is a lot of trailers, which means my work is easy. No complaints here. I'm glad I took that vow, oh, so many moons ago, to stop watching these trailers. And you guys, who I can't wait to find out what you think. So you don't miss it at all? You don't miss watching anything? Not trailer. at all. Wow. When did I've... you stop? Was it before last... No, it wasn't before Last Jedi, right? It was around just after that? Uh, it would have been around Force Awakens. I think The Force Awakens was the first one. Wow. I started... I was I saw the Super Bowl trailer that was like the Han Chewy thing, and I think past that point I was like, "Hey, I don't want to see any more." And going from that point, I think is when I started not watching them. I'm pretty certain Sam's been with me for a Star Wars trailer where it's like Lucasfilm, and I just walked out of the theater. <laughs> Doesn't say anything, just leaves. I'm like, okay, <laughs> and I'm alone again. Well, with uh, that, I'm Ryan Starfire. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I'm Ryan Starfire. I'm Ben Falcone. Just kidding. I'm Sam. Oh shit! Who's the king? <laughs> what the fuck's that guy's name? Oh yeah, what's his name? The king. I'm Bobby Con Conaval. Oh. Conaval. Yeah. I'm the shit cop from Ant Man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just coming after him. I'm Kyle Lugan Seventeen, and I can't. I'm just gonna I'm saying I can't do any more bad movies it's just it's too hard <laughs> well if you guys can't piece together from this stumbling intro to an episode we are talking about Thunder Force this week an old jaunt into Netflix and their superhero verse that they're creating and if you guys will remember for 10 plus episodes ago how much we loved we can be heroes we cannot wait to talk to you guys about thunder force but before we get there of course we got some news to talk about there's some trailers as i alluded to let's jump into those first three trailers is what we're talking about today and we got a couple other little pieces at the end but Let's let's start on top. As as you watch movies that come out, they play trailers for you to start. We'll do the same. We like to be tacky that way. That's what we're gonna do. So we talked about this teaser trailer not too long ago, and it is for Zack Snyder's next movie that is not anything to do with Justice League that we know about, even though apparently the movie appears in the movie. <laughs> but that is a little inside, I guess, a cameo appearance, if you will. It was a little Easter egg, whatever you want to call it. Who knows how big of a part Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to play in Army of the Dead. But we do know Dave Bautista at least is going to play a big part in it. Quite so, figuratively and literally. <laughs> he is a large man. A large, large man. Uh, and it's only a month away at this point. We're going to be reviewing this bad boy very soon. So I gotta ask, Sam, right off the top, I asked you this last time, I'm gonna ask you this time. In this trailer, 
why do we need $200 million? Do we get that answer finally? Um, do we? Kyle's nodding. I, I don't so, remember. Okay, no, so there. this is an important piece of information that I think I'm glad the movie addressed in this trailer, which is the zombie apocalypse is not an apocalypse. It appears that something happened in Vegas and it has been wow. like quarantined off from yeah. America. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. not, this is not the walking dead, but I need money, which I think was an important, that obviously was a question that deserved to be answered. So Vegas, I mean, Vegas is a shit show to begin with, but it's even more so now because <laughs> they're smart zombies. Yeah, spoiler alert, I guess. But uh, they they switch up the zombie game here. We got smarter zombies. They seem to be able to communicate. Uh, they actually Ooh. seem to resemble more of like a uh, a weird vampire. Like it, it, they're I not Game of Thrones vibes, like yeah, White Walker esque. They're not so much like decaying as they are like obviously dead. But then they they kind of have like evil looking eyes, and they're you know howling sexy yeah it's weird one's wearing a tiara um yeah the queen she's the queen of the zombies interesting right so Mm -hmm. i I appreciate that like they're not just going with the the regular walking dead type zombies so it's nice to switch it up but it was also nice to kind of get an idea as who were you know following through this movie so dave bautista seems to be like the lead and he you know brings up a crew I wasn't sure if this was going to be just like straight up ensemble Ocean's Eleven type thing, but yeah, Dave Bautista seems to be our lead, and uh, they're going to be doing some crazy Zack Snyder action. So yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. They're using that uh, that one uh, Kenny Ro- Kenny Rogers, right? That Kenny Rogers. Song? Oh yeah, the gambler. The gambler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, looks good. I'm excited to see it. This is like the kind of stuff I want Netflix to pump out more. You know, like good just- movies. Well, just like you know, it's it knows that it's fun. It, it it's you know confident action. Um, yeah, I, like I have a feeling this is going to be a big hit for them. Interesting, interesting. Well, it is kind of cool then that this is like ground zero. We're quarantined off in Vegas, but this money still applies somewhere on the outside. All right, now that they answered that question. Just sell me on this, Kyle. There's a zombie white tiger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's a white tiger with one it's eye. White. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it driving a cab? No. <laughs> okay. It's just a zombie one-eyed tiger. Um, Omari Hardwick has a dark side tattoo on his lovely sculpted chest. By that I mean the omega symbol, which is fucking awesome. I think this looks like a streamlined. By that I mean Zack Snyder. Say what you will has spent a lot of time with the DCEU on the mythos and the... Oh, what's the... Not decomposition, that's not the word. Deconstruction. Construction. Yeah. Deconstruction, thank you. It's the zombie words are in my brain. Deconstruction of the heroes. And this looks like we want an awesome action movie with some great character characters in it. And we're going to be experiencing the world through these characters, and that's the point. It's not this grand epic. This is a distilled down... Probably closer to... I just forgot the other one. What's the remake? He Dawn of the Dead. Um, this is his first movie shot digital. So there's a lot of sexy rack focuses in this trailer. 
that I thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, there's a shot of Tig Notaro with a cigar, aviators, hair blowing in the wind, holding a canister of gasoline as shit blows up behind her. I'm on board for that to begin with, but as it looks awesome. Like, each character, like you should in a disaster movie, has their own aesthetic, and we're having a different kind of style of zombie things. We are going to be seeing two movies with Hiroyuki Sanada in back-to-back -back months because he is Scorpion in Mortal Kombat, and he seems to be the guy in charge mm -hmm. of why he's the, he's the getter. Are the setup for this. He goes to see Dave Batista at a diner and sets this whole thing in motion. So I think this looks like the kind of, I'm not going to say stupid fun because I think this is just going to be wildly entertaining, jaw-dropping visuals that we expect from Zack Snyder where it's kind of, not unfiltered but just uninhibited by working with a studio that's constantly micromanaging him. He's been on record saying like Netflix was completely let me do it what I wanted to which given the shit he had to go through for the movie behind me Zack Snyder's Justice League and on my coffee mug <laughs> um, that he got to do something like this if he just is like you know what I kind of have an idea for this and he makes these movies at Netflix that's great the saddest part about this is this is not going to be a theatrical movie and Zack's movies are designed for the biggest screen possible so that's the disappointing part, but yes. There's also a melee weapon where somebody essentially has a rotisserie saw. And they're just holding it, walking. Yeah. I think it's also Amari Hardwick. So, like, we're going to get some amazing melee stuff as well as amazing gunplay. So I think visually, this is going to be wildly entertaining. It kind of gave me uh, vibes of, you know those old... I guess old like zombie games. The uh, what was it called? Left for Dead. Yes, the, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. It, it was kind of similar to that. Just like hordes of zombies, fast moving. You know, a group. Yeah, having there's to stick one together. scene where Dave Batista is trying to stab a zombie, and it's dodging the attacks. Like they're, I, zombies. I've been really bored with them. Given like Walking Dead, they just walk around and they get shot. I'm like, all right, cool. And, but having something... This is more in the World War Z. I know it's Z in the States, but we're a Canadian. Z zombies. So, like, having something that where the pace of the almost anxiety the character's going through, I think, could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's kind of sounding like the 28 Days Later zombies because yeah. they were, like, quick. Mm -hmm. Like, they could run full-on sprint. So that does add a whole new element of, like, oh, fuck, we got to, like, hide. It's not going to be let's mow down people left and right so i mean i'm all on board with this anyway as soon as they said Zack snyder and zombies after watching dawn of the dead i'm a sold i'm a sold watch on this one so i can't wait we're only a month out may 21st i believe yes yeah may 21st that's when we're gonna get to see this bad boy and i'll be waiting i'll be waiting for it moving on trailer two to talk about now a few years ago there's this guy named Samuel L. Jackson. He was a hitman. But for some reason, a hitman needed a bodyguard. And we got that bodyguard in Ryan Reynolds. This time round, that same hitman has a wife who we met in the first movie. Now she needs a bodyguard. So why not give it to Ryan Reynolds too? Selma Hayek 
is the wife of Samuel L. Jackson in this franchise. The Hitman's wife's bodyguard gave us a trailer. And what do we think about it, Sam? Uh, it looks funny. I, I haven't seen um, the first one, but judge, yeah, judging by the trailer, it kind of gives off the tone I assumed that the movies you know, give off, which is just Ryan Reynolds doing his witty thing. Samuel Jackson, I'm sure, just, you know, saying motherfucker, you know, every two minutes. And then now we're adding Salma Hayek. That's cool. I think this looks like fun. Um, this looks like uh, it's going to be a solid $5 uh, DVD Walmart bin movie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like, that's only five bucks. That's awesome. I, I can own that and have a good time. Great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to watch it. Like, I, I don't... I like Ryan Reynolds, you know. He does his thing. He's good at it. And I'm always in the bag for Samuel Jackson. So, um, I'm cool with this. Well, with that, we also know that Antonio Banderas is in it. Frank Grillo's in it. And everyone's favorite new villain, Richard E. Grant, is in it. So, seems like a lot of... A lot of villainous faces in this one. Solid. Solid cast. Kyle, how are you feeling? These are the best disposable movies. And I don't say that to be disparaging. Sorry, I thought I had hit my mute button and then was concerned. In that, this falls into the camp of the Reds. Red 1, Red 2, where you watch it, you had a good time. But you don't care. You completely forget about it later. I am severely disappointed, though. And I will tell you why, listeners and friends. They still, for some fucking reason, have not used um, the, that time of my life. And I will always love you. What's the only song associated with the compound word bodyguard? It is, and I will always love you. They didn't use it last time. They haven't used it this time. What the fuck? Have they used it for something else Ryan Reynolds related? Was that in Deadpool or something? Or am no. I thinking of a different song? No, you know what you're probably... Wa- and I I, told, I think I'm figuring out your brain association. It's because they had a Celine Dion song for Deadpool 2. And her oh. and Whitney obviously are powerful ballad singers. Okay. But it's just... I think this is going to be fun. I totally agree with Sam's assessment. This falls into $5 Walmart. Good once... Maybe twice. This is a the what the only reason this movie I almost said fucks, but that's just because it's I've been watching too much John Oliver. But this movie fucks because it's Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds, two comedic geniuses for entirely different reasons in the same movie. The fact that we it took until 2017 for this to happen was shocking at the time. And the only reason the movie works is because they're great in it. So yeah. I'm I know I'm going to be entertained, but I also know I will don't ask me for the plot as soon as I walk out of the theater. That that first one was a surprise hit, right? Like it, it did really well. Yeah, I was trying I got the again, if you hear the mouse click, we're just doing our due diligence. I'm doing the research. We want to be factually accurate. The first one, it was a moderate success. So the budget is listed at 60 to 69, so likely 69. <laughs> but it grossed nice. 100 it grossed 176 million dollars. So cool. it it made, it made them a, 
it made about $30 million because you typically, you got to double that yeah. to account for marketing. Oh, uh, another so thing I, I wanted to mention was, uh, like I said, I didn't watch the first one, but clearly stuff happened in that one that was probably traumatizing. And the fact that in this trailer, they're, they're showing that Ryan Reynolds's character is kind of like dealing with the aftermath of that and is like seeking therapy and is like not supposed to be engaging in any kind of action movie-esque adventures and so like he's trying to stay out of the action but it seems like whatever the hitman and the wife are pulling him back in and he has no choice so uh, it, it has a fun premise uh, like it kind of makes sense for a sequel so hopefully it lives up to that we didn't mention one cast member which i don't think should go overlooked and that's tom hooper aka luther from umbrella academy and billy bones from best show on tv of the last decade black sales well there you go so kyle's got some extra extra motivation to see this one tom hooper is a giant beefcake is he he's the guy with the big fake arms in umbrella academy yeah but just follow his instagram he's like six six and just shredded in real life because he's got it like those big fake arms are heavy as hell right because it's just latex you're lugging around everywhere it's like giant hulk hands well and he's going to be in uh resident evil the re the reboot uh, okay yeah right on there we go lots to look forward to from him and lots to look forward to from hitman's wife's bodyguard it's We're a getting fucking that. tongue twister hitman's wife's bodyguard just you pluralize too many things and it just gets hard to say yeah too many possessions right that's science that's what that is uh, June 16th and Lionsgate is putting that one out so we haven't heard is this one coming on demand premiere access is it just going to theater those questions are not answered just yet we'll find out but June 16th apparently this one's coming out so we wait to find out how we can watch that guy and the final trailer we're talking about this one probably I think this one is just theater as well because they wanted to keep pushing this one back quite a while until they confirmed they could let us all see it on the big screen because that's what you're all about when you're turning up for Fast and the Furious and their ninth installment F9 is delivering more on that too it's F9 the Fast Saga is the official they added title. the Fast Saga to this? Oh, <laughs> if you no. look at the poster it says F9 the Fast Saga as, as long as F10 is fast 10 your seatbelts, I'm happy. But Oh my god, <laughs> if that's not used, I will be so disappointed. Because, <laughs> yeah, they need to recover after this one. Wow. Well, anyway. They, they broke the cardinal rule, which we've established since take three in, which is if you have a number in it, you better use that fucking number. Like, Fate of the Furious wasn't enough. It should have been F8 of the furious and the fact that they didn't do that doesn't piss me off but it was a complete missed opportunity well sam is this does this trailer make this movie seem like a missed opportunity or you feeling a nice reunion with some family oh what a reunion it is man like i just want to crack a corona and just it's been a long <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is insane Put this trailer, put this movie into the 
museum i can't even think of an art museum right now but this is yes this needs to be just like you know captured in 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 time and and just uh displayed for all humanity because uh this is a crazy franchise right like this is just it's wild that every single entry the 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 franchise gets more and more popular uh it's making more and more money it you know vin diesel you're you're like a marketing genius or i don't know what's going on it okay kyle did it look like in in one of the shots that like vin diesel looked like they like de-aged him or something or like they're they're doing something to his skin give me one there's definitely some skin foolery happening around yeah, here. So it, I'll run it. Do you remember when exactly in the trailer you it thought was, that happened? It was pretty close to the beginning. I, I want to okay, say... Okay, I will, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Is it before, after... Okay, so, like, let's just get into the shot, because, like, okay. <laughs> so, no, I'm sorry, and I apologize to our listeners who are going to feel like I'm a giant hypocrite, but I, I think we could all say Fast Five is the epitome of perfect stupid fun. Yeah. Or dumb fun, where you're like... This is ridiculous, but it's it's more entertaining than it is dumb, right? So you buy into that. And as ridiculous as it may sound, I am bought into the Fast and Furious movies. I own, I guess currently it's, it is nine because there's Hobbs and Shaw. Actually, it's Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. But that is the official title. It's so stupid. Okay, but, but also like I, they they become like more and more self aware. I think of what the movies have become, which is which people will disparage. But that's really hard to do well, right? I like to call it the Zoolander method, which is the first one either accidentally or on purpose knew how dumb it was, and you have to be almost not aware but aware like there's it's a really fine line because if you're too like oh we fucking got this you get zoolander 2 which is unwatchable right like so bringing justin lynn back in and seeing like this trailer opens and they're rebuilding the fucking house that blew up in seven i'm immediately on board like yes please he's driving a fucking skyline Dom doesn't drive Skylines. He drives Chargers. American muscle. All right. Uh, let me see. So that, like, got me. Although, like, this movie has the... Oh, there it is. Yes. Okay. The the first shot of him looking at Brian yes. Yes. is weird. I'm going to crop it, this image. It kind of just looks so like... Right. Those... Uh, Wait, is... No, you just name drop someone. Is he back in this movie, or is it like stock footage? No, no, it's his son. Remember, he named his son Brian. For ah, his friend that's, that's right. Still alive. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like I thought you meant here. like Brian. Right, Sam. It's weird, but so I they've brought back the uh, the guys from the the Latino uh, uh, guys who always were gotten each other. But let's not talk about all the craziness because it is a Tokyo Drift reunion movie. Because Bow Wow is back, Jacob Tobin is back, and Lucas Black is back, and he looks 78 years old. <laughs> nice. Um, Which and, is awesome, but yeah, it's... And uh, obviously they got John is, Cena, they've got uh, uh, Charlize Theron's back, Helen Mirren. In another bad haircut. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Um, She's got like a bowl cut in this one, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I kind of I liked the, uh, I liked the dreadlock. Well, yeah, they were like Beckham in early two thousands. 
So honestly, but here's here's my thing. I this fa franchise is about family. Don't ask about the timeline for little Brian existing because it makes no goddamn sense. But what I'm most curious about is not what did Jacob Toretto do to not be considered family. Because that will likely be the biggest mystery. Although, I'm in for my boy Sung Kang as Han Siolo. Because I don't give a shit why he's back. You don't have to pitch me on why the second best character in this franchise is back. If you're curious about number one, it's obviously Brian O'Connor. Dom is fifth. But why is... How, not why. How? Justify this to me, please. Because it wasn't like in Fast and Furious or F Fast 4, we didn't actually see Letty get shot or blown up, right? It was just Dom's version of maybe what had happened, right? Or Phoenix lying to him. We didn't actually see it happen. We've had two movies that showed Han getting blown the fuck up. And I'd say Tokyo was even more... I mean, I know Tokyo technically was the retcon, but it's the same explosion. So I'm thinking either clone or he just, like, used the uh, Winter Soldier lightsaber to drop through the floor. Yeah, it could be um, the same reason why uh, Palpatine came back. I don't know. He's just... Yeah, exactly. We just need, his he essence. need Oscar Isaac in this movie to be like, Han is back. Han is still alive. <laughs> He's like justice. <laughs> I just want them to stumble into a big factory and there's a big vat just of just lots of pawns. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. They have a, the most powerful electromagnets of okay, all time. Okay, so this is what I want to say is that everyone's going right. to talk about uh, Ludacris and Tyrese in the rocket ship or whatever the hell oh, that was. Oh, they're going to space, Ryan. They are going to space. They're going to. I thought that was next movie. They're going to some form of like. I think what they're doing is they're going to like a hidden base, hiding in the like stratosphere. That's my guess. It looks ridiculous. But they're in but like they're they're in like Big Daddy scuba suits. Yeah, it looks very homemade. <laughs> in, in this car going. To space. <laughs> oh my god! But what I want like. I think the star of the trailer is just straight up magnets. Like they're just going all in on magnets, magnets. and cars are getting sucked around and thrown <laughs> everywhere. And I think we're going to get like similar car action as to what the end of fast five looked like, which is just cars flying everywhere because of magnets. Which uh, is awesome. Like yeah. the, there's a scene Ryan where he's on the car and he flips it on its wheels, activates the like attract metal setting. They've got two settings. They've got push all the shit away or pull and he activates it and the car on island like, It gets what it's about the shot where it gets okay. sucked through the store. Yeah, the car goes like this and it gets sucked through a store into a truck and the camera kind of so follows like 30 the, the car. Feet. Yeah. And it's just it makes no like in terms Jesus. of physics i think neil degrace tyson's gonna have a heyday with this one but uh it it's all good fun right like and yeah. and, I, and i just can't wait for vin diesel to be just saying like such memeable lines it's gonna be awesome yeah yeah i think in a franchise where vin diesel has literally stomped the ground and it's shattered <laughs> We can let the magnets go on this I one. I think that was outdone when The Rock held down a, a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was some Captain America stuff right there. Yeah. 
Oh, man. All right. Well, it seems like the Fast franchise is sticking to its guns, making sure everything is nice and unexplainable, and that makes the most fun. So we got Fast 9, the Fast Saga, then we'll have Fast 10, your seatbelts in the Fast Saga, and then we'll have Fast Homecoming if they're on brand and they're going to be on the nose about it. No, it's got to be something to do with, like, heaven or something. Because <laughs> no, we gotta, We're rip, ripping off Spider-Man. If oh. we're doing terrible titles, we're going Homecoming, too. We're taking it back. Can I, okay, oh, man. do you guys think for the end of Eleven, we will get, like, this, a CGI back of Brian's head? Like Paul Walker, Brian. Like I don't this know. movie. Okay, well, I'm gonna throw wild predictions. This franchise ends with a fucking thirty foot barbecue table in South California, where like Jacob is there, Hobbs and Shaw. All the Shaws are there. They finally take Deckard. No, Owen. Owen is finally brought back because he hasn't been back since eight, and it's just. Everybody outside of the, obviously the villains they've murdered at the table, and I think, I think Paul Walker's family would be like, you get, you can have like a shot of him at the table. No, I have a feeling that either King Kong or Godzilla is going to show up. It's going to be Kong versus Dom. Godzilla. Versus I re- Dom. no, it's Jurassic World because it's Universal. They're going to fight dinosaurs sure, in 11. Yeah. Dom is going right. to uppercut punch a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. If it's Kong versus Dom on the basketball court, who you got, Sam? Oh, I got shit. Shaq. Yeah, I got Dom with rebounds. I got him with uh, three-pointers <laughs> for sure. Uh, damn. All right. Well, yes. Who, who knows where this franchise is going? They're going to keep it going in every direction. It does not matter the outcome. Because it's the ride that counts. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. All right. So we got that. And that'll wrap up our three trailers that we got for news. But we're not quite done with the news because we got some casting news to talk about as well. And that is coming from, I guess, back. If you want to go back to our first few episodes, we talked about this announcement in the Disney investor meeting that we're getting more Indiana Jones from James Mangold. That's right, and Harris Ford is back, and we might know who his, I guess, co-star will be in this one. We don't know who she will be playing, Shia LaBeouf. but we do know. <laughs> yes, she will be playing his son. Uh, Phoebe Waller. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is joining Indiana Jones. That's right, from Fleabag. Uh, she was the voice, apart with Donald Glover in Solo. They will be reteaming up. For Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the series. So she's starting to... Her star, which has been taken off, is really really getting injected with some big franchises here. What do we think about her opposite Indiana Jones? And does she play English? Or do you think she goes something more villainous? No, she should play British. You know, and, and I think this will be great because uh, she'll play off well against... Uh, Indiana Jones in that I think she'll I mean if I'm assuming anything is that she'll be like um, she'll match him in like intelligence and just like know the history of whatever they're looking for but um, for someone to maybe just like 
just to acknowledge how ridiculous Indiana Jones can be. You know, like maybe if there's going to be some self-referential humor in there, which I think she is somewhat known for, um, it would be cool if they inject that into the franchise somehow. Or like just because like, I don't know, this is, I'm assuming the last one that Harrison Ford is going to do. Um, if they're able to kind of like comment on just the legacy of this, that would be an interesting take. And I'm assuming that's what they're going to do. Um, be like, I, I'm actually just really curious as to how Harrison Ford's going to do any of the action. I, it, it's just probably going to be stunt men and face replacement or something. Cause right. Like what, what he's going to be hopping on, boxes and cracking whips like what's happening here let's give him credit because he actually was somewhat decent in physical action scenes in blade runner 2049 yeah fair enough yeah he's he's not in terrible shape it's the running that's the problem the like running, he's yeah. not de niro where like harrison can still clearly throw a punch <laughs> yeah because right? he's probably still de niro doesn't yeah. throw punches he throws kicks that's what are you true. talking about that's true well okay can i tell you my what i would love and if they don't do it it's totally fine but what I really would like from this franchise, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I actually think it might be cool to end the story in this way, is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, for much as a dumpster fire was, was kind of a throwback to the first one, right? I think it would be really interesting if we got a kid from Indiana Jones that we liked, and you know who he could have had a kid with was Willie Scott in Temple of Doom. Because that happened before Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I want Randall Park as grown-up short round. Uh, <laughs> That's what I want. I, I can see them doing that. Because you need people who are not 80 years old. Right? And if anything plays to the legacy of Indiana Jones, it's how he's affected these like this small Chinese boy's life. So I... I have a lot of faith in the movie because of James Mangold. Like, new blood is obviously what this franchise needed. And if we're talking about titles, this will just be called Indiana Jones, and then the S will be a five. That is some Fast and Furious shit right there. And I don't... I don't <laughs> <laughs> they, they always do the subtitle. There's always I, something. I know. Subtitles make the most sense in terms of selling it because people don't have to be worried about it. But it's... I thought this was a movie we weren't going to get because this was announced in 2013. <laughs> and, yeah, with Indiana Jones, it's a long title, too. It's not just one word. We're going to get five or six words describing what this is about. So when do what do we, we think? I, they've got to push it. to. I think the max you can really realistically push it to is the 60s without it being patently ridiculous. Well, we've tried for aliens. We've done Nazis. Yeah. What's what are we gonna be fighting this time? They can go to like a Mayan temple, right? And you can do a bunch of like El Dorado. He hasn't been to El Dorado. That would be kind of cool. Ah, well, I guess. Oh, well, they did the aliens with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So that movie's so fucking forgettable. I don't know, like Atlantis, <laughs> maybe. Sure. Yeah. This is interesting. Why not go to space with them too? <laughs> Yeah, I obviously he jumps into space fridge and survives re-entry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is obviously super talented. She's hilarious. We know she's just kind of punching up the script for No Time to Die, or she did. I wonder if she has any 
hand in that coming this way. We know Steven Spielberg's executive producing. Kathleen Kennedy's also executive producing. Oh, good. Sorry. And this one's coming out July 29th next year. So there's still still lots of development for this one to go with. But, I mean, I, I think at least we're all on board with Phoebe Waller-Bridge starring opposite Harrison Ford in this one. I mean, the writers in this in two makes a big difference. So it's John Henry Butterworth and his brother Jez who wrote Get On Up, Edge of Tomorrow, Despite the Night, which I've never seen. Sorry, there's yeah. a guy named Jez Butterworth? I, I, I could not think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is amazing. That's a great name. And Ford versus Ferrari. So they're co-writing it ah. with James Mangold. If he can give this half as much impact as Logan had, then this is a win for this franchise. I'm sorry. I feel like That's Jez Butterworth sounds like a pancake mix <laughs> brand you know like it just feels like i'm gonna it replaced aunt jemima yeah uh, is mrs butterworth not a yes it oh is. yeah it is yeah it okay is. Yeah. that's yeah, where i'm is. making the association here yeah. um <laughs> maybe she had a kid she had two of them Jess. um Jess. <laughs> indiana jones okay guys so moves hey, moving past this hypothetically how would it's you over. F- I don't want no more. You don't no. want any more. How do we feel like... No. It, we don't want a James Bond situation, changing the actor. Solo taught us to never recast Harrison Ford characters. Never. But Age no. of Adeline yeah. taught us that yeah. you could cast <laughs> the younger Harrison Ford. This is very no, true. It, this is different. I think the main difference for myself personally like I fucking love Indiana Jones like I got a fedora up on that poster frame um is the opportunity to recast this is gone this has not been one of those things like they recast James Bond like five years into the run of that franchise right and they've been doing that for we're in 50 we're in plus 50 years now of every time they've recast it like this is a this is a franchise you can do shit in. Like, I don't understand how we haven't gotten like an amazing like. This is gonna sound really stupid, but please follow me. Like, Ducktales style adventure show with Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, did like, they do that with young Indiana Jones back in the day? They did, but nobody watched that show. Like, the difference is, is like. That you had like a drama on ABC that had no budget, which is another part of the problem. Like, they're like, and technically, young Indiana Jones is canon, but I, the only actor that I legitimately thought, well, maybe he could do it, it's past, he's too old now, would have been Bradley Cooper. I thought he had the look to be a conceivable Indiana Jones. Like, I may feel differently in like 10 years, but like, honestly, like, knock on wood, it doesn't happen for at least. 30 like i don't like you can't do this while harrison is alive well i think maybe you know with what they're what disney is doing with their ip and is clearly just like let's think about a disney plus series i i wouldn't be surprised if a couple of years from now or whatever it is that they announce some kind of indie show I think yeah, the difference, you, though, is the gap, right? But although, right? Like, Star Wars, they bought Disney in, what, 2012, and we had a movie three years later. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out in 08, and this is 14 years later. Right? So let's, 
let's just do the math. Let's. You got Indiana Jones. You got Disney Plus. You got Tom Holland. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this is Disney math. This is what they yeah, do. And bring the Russo brothers back to direct him. Yeah, Russo brothers are going to do it. It's. This is what Disney does. You can't just write it off. No, Tom Holland is a Sony pony. Yeah, he really That's true. is. He is. And funny you should bring up Sony because our last news topic has to do with Sony because they struck a deal with Netflix to bring a lot of their movies over there. And we're just going to segue right off one into the other there because it was too perfect to pass up. But yeah, everyone has been wondering for a while, what's Sony going to do? Are, they, are we going to get Sony Plus? Are, are they going to do their own thing? Because they seem to be the only people out here making movies that aren't jumping on board the streaming service and it seems like they're helping out netflix who may you can argue have been bleeding some properties here and there to their respective parent properties so yeah netflix sony teaming up that means we're gonna get morbius the uncharted movie uh anything future with spider-man that's not obviously part of the mcu bad boys jumanji venom all these things, Netflix. They would have also had one of Sam's favorite movies of quarantine, Greyhound. Had that not got sold to Apple Plus, that would have been going to Netflix now. So, what do we think about this deal? Is it the right move for Sony? Or are they making they fucking up here? Sony Plus sounded too much better. No, I think this is a win-win-win. Right, like this is great for. Netflix because like like you said you know it's a the world's most popular streamer yet they don't really have any significant good yeah like there's not well I mean there's good stuff but it's far and few between they need like significant franchise starting movies show whatever right Sony this is good for them because they don't have to build a streamer from the ground up it costs probably a tremendous amount of money to do that building it marketing it like just constantly trying to attract uh new subscribers it's it's a lot so hey why not just partner up with the world's biggest streamer and there you go like you know everyone's getting paid more subscribers it's just like it it makes sense um and then it's a win for us viewers who you know we already subscribe to netflix and here we go we get these uh these movies just into our living room now um I think this is cool. Go ahead, Kyle. And with with Kyle's naming idea, Bad Boys for Life, it's it, the writing's on the table there. They already made Bad Boys for Life, though. That was a stupid title to begin <laughs> yeah, with. They're doing it no, again. This, you know, what, they're doing it again. <laughs> so, uh, Bad Boys oh. for Wife, and maybe the wives are... There you go. That's much better. <laughs> there it is. No, bad boys forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah, the natural one. <laughs> Here's why Netflix is doing this. Because if they didn't spend so much fucking money investing in garbage content, they wouldn't need these blockbuster movies. Like, Fuller House, let's give 7,000 seasons to this pile of shit. Or this fucking stupid-ass movie we're going to review. Let's give Adam Sandler $100 million and just... Like, you would be better, Netflix, to just shit on your money and burn it. Because if I had to pay for Netflix, I would have canceled it a long time ago. 
this doesn't bring me into the service. Like, this is good for consumers who want to have better content, but I don't know if you guys saw that poll where it's like 39% of people that think Netflix has the best content. That, that's a, this dumbest 39% of the survey because that is not the case. Show well, the- they they only had to take the survey for two minutes, so it's... <laughs> well, no, but show me that in award-winning content, show me that in critically reviewed content in quantity, or just show me, like, ask me, somebody in the street, be like, what's the best show you want? It will not be a Netflix show. The only reason people use Netflix is because there's so much of it. It's not a good streaming service. Like, the golden age of Netflix is long gone. If I had to pay for any of them right now, it would be Prime. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 one of those or things. By where, that, sorry, I mean, if I only could pay, only have one of them, it would be Prime. I feel like you know Netflix obviously, you know, carved out the path for what these streamers eventually are. Um, it did have great, you know, content on there, but their strategy as of late has been, or recently, has just been like. Every week, there's probably three or four to five new things coming out. Now we got the top ten in your your region, so you can see what's popular. They're just like constantly trying to take up conversation just in the world, right? Like just you know, we're dropping new content, tweet about it. You know, they, they just what they want the subscribers. Um, so I agree, like quality isn't the aim here. It's just bringing in the, the numbers right so hopefully this move with sony which is a company i think that has quality content this will reignite that strategy the golden age of netflix as you said like their best point in time was everyone else's content were mixed on theirs and then they just had sprinkled nice little original stuff in there like Orange is the New Black, you could say was one of them. Like, those type of properties were all throughout it as well. So there was always kind of stuff to jump between. But now that everything's left, and they made that broad proclamation a couple years ago that they were going to be investing a quadruple billion dollars in just their own original stuff, it seems like the only thing that sound interesting don't actually end up turning out too great. So... I guess securing something like this at least says that they'll have some more options. I agree with Sam's first point of it's a win-win-win for everyone involved in that thing. Like Sony, you could argue they're not having the best track record as of late. And some of the things they do are questionable. So for them, it works out. Netflix, as Kyle mentioned, might not be the strongest streaming service currently. It bolsters them a little bit back to the way they used to be. And yeah, we literally, if we're already paying, if we already have a Netflix account or we can somehow view it, it's great for us. We just get more stuff that's coming out. Like, yeah, I want to watch Venom 2 on this. Why not? <laughs> Let there be carnage. Oh, so much carnage. Yeah, that's going to win all the awards <laughs> next year. If Suicide Squad can do it, so can Venom. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'm... I'm on board with this just because it's a cool idea that at least something's staying on Netflix and something can at least maybe make me care about Netflix again. But besides that, who knows? Who knows what we're actually going to get if Sony's going to eventually just be like, 
do you just want to buy us Netflix? <laughs> now that you kind of own all our stuff, we, we've kind of shit the bed a few too many times. And I wouldn't be surprised if in five years that's the news topic we're talking about, too. Netflix yeah. doesn't have the cash, though. That's the, like, they're in so much debt, they couldn't draw up the $7 billion it would take to buy Sony Pictures. I, I think Netflix is revealing to us, like, what is debt? Like they they just they're they're, <laughs> they're in debt, but they're just like throwing they're throwing almost five hundred million dollars to Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig to make Knives Out sequels. You know, they don't like you said they don't have that cash, but they're just giving them that money. And they, and and then <laughs> the only reason it has to be working is because the stock price is still so high. Well, exactly right. right? So as, as long as it stays high, they got cash to throw around. So yeah, and, if and the investors are making money, it doesn't matter. So and and bringing in Sony, that's a great deal. So like I imagine if that goes well, the next couple of years they're going to probably make another big move and eventually they'll win an Oscar for one of their movies and that'll help and then like it's just Netflix is playing the game really well I think at least right now yeah let's just throw a bunch of ones and zeros at a bunch of things and then when somebody asks just say debt <laughs> it's that's debt. it you don't gotta explain any more than that just say debt and walk away and we're good you gonna pay this off sure yeah sure let's <laughs> Let's just give money. They had a great idea, right? Yeah. Melissa McCarthy came in here. <laughs> she pitched this idea for her to star in, her husband to direct it. And we're going to go ahead with it. And you know what? We're going to go ahead with that, too, because that's what we're going to talk about next. Because we're, we're bringing up Thunder Force. What a time we had this week as we turned on netflix we were just talking about all their great original content and boy did they bring us some original content with quotations because ben falcone and his superstar wife melissa mccarthy had another idea they've as you know have had a pretty brief track record of like tammy the boss life of the party super intelligence They've had a few a few run-ins together on the big screen, and Thunder Force was no exception, as it brought some the superhero elements that we know and love from Netflix. Go back to We Can Be Heroes, and you will see. This time they roped in Octavia Spencer. I believe Bobby Cannavale was in a previous one with them, as was Jason Bateman. And surprisingly, Palm, is it Clementif? Yeah. Uh, Mantis. As we know as Mantis, yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy. She played a villain in this one, but on top of that, Sam, what is the whole story behind Thunder Force? Well, there is a story behind Thunder Force, and here it is. In a world where supervillains are commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city. It's yeah. Interesting. It's that's something. That was, that was did you write that, Sam? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's IMDB. That was uh that was more succinct than the actual movie. I'm Yeah. I'm impressed. That's actually very true. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> well with that and the excitement, as you could tell, that is just literally vibrating off of us. What did you think of Thunder Force, Sam? Without spoiling 
any more of Thunder Force. No spoilers. Okay. Um, well, just right off the bat, without a doubt, this is the worst movie we've reviewed. <laughs> and I, I'm very confident in that. This is the worst one. Um, I think what I witnessed on screen was a, some form of crime against humanity. Uh, so I think they should put Ben Falcone and even Melissa McCarthy in jail. I think they should just put them in jail. And they should. <laughs> movie is a hate crime to cinema. <laughs> they should think about what they've done because this is no good. Um, now, Sam. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Malcolm and Marie. Arguably not as much action, but similar movies. Yeah, fighting. Those have been your lowest scores at a three so far. <laughs> and I honestly. Are you equating this in that party? This makes me regret giving those movies those low numbers, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like this, I'm like, wow, it can get worse. Uh, at least those movies, you know, as bad as they were, they like they they just failed at doing like a an idea. Like they had something there, and they just fell short. This one, I just think like from the get go was just never a good idea. Like there was not a good starting off point here. It wasn't. It didn't fail in the execution. I think it just failed in its premise alone. Like it's just not interesting. It doesn't follow through on any of the decent story points it has um i mean basically it, it tries to be uh an action movie in its superhero elements and naturally tries to be a, a comedy with melissa mccarthy but it a hundred percent fails at both of those things it just it's so dull and um and doesn't tr like i feel like it just doesn't try hard at all you know, like, say, last week's review, we did Cherry, and that was a movie that was trying hard every single second it was on. This movie is, like, doing even less than the, the minimal you'd expect from a movie. It's just, what happened to comedies, guys? I'm so confused. Like, there's at least modern comedies, and, you know, let's highlight these Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone team-up movies they're just not funny. And, and and a lot of the time, it's it seems to be relying on Melissa McCarthy just riffing, it seems like. She's just kind of doing her thing while the cameras are on. And The script for this was probably Ben Falcone. Octavia Spencer says... Something. Melissa, honey, what are you going to say? We'll make up on day. <laughs> yeah. Th this Olivia says, Melissa, what are you going to say? will make up on day. It, it's such a and shame. And she's shit. She's a fucking terrible <laughs> no. improv person, and her and Adam Sandler can go fuck off to never okay, make movies Okay, hold on. Don't again. drag Adam Sandler into this. Let's just let... <laughs> let me just say... Adam Sandler makes... I would rather... What was the movie he made where Taylor Lautner played a Mexican? Oh, okay. I never watched that one. I heard, I heard that one is legitimately bad. Ridiculous That's, Six? It's the spinoff of The Hateful Eight, yeah. as far as I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it... Melissa McCarthy, I don't think anyone has dropped the ball so hard. Like, she sprinted out of the gate from Bridesmaids. I know she had a, a career before Bridesmaids, but, like, that one really just, like, you know, lit her career on fire. Essentially just had blank checks to, to, to clearly make 
now what is it like six movies you know partnering up with her husband um that's revisionist history though samuel well that she's never had a good career and this is what i find insane so here i would have just let's play a game okay guess her so i will give you one all right so bridesmaids 2011 her next movie after that this is 40 do you know what she did after this is 40 was it identity thief Yes. Okay. Shit so movie. I know. Okay. But I'm not saying good quality stuff. I'm saying like she was then given the opportunity to be in like starring roles. She she's a she's the starring performer actor in, in these movies. She was in Gilmore Girls, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was the cook. So yeah. so like going from that to now being like on the poster for these movies. That's a big career move. Um, and I just like from that point on quality dipped so hard if there was a graph it's just like you know it's fallen off the page so it's a shame someone just needs to literally make a comedy uh with her where there are good jokes just written down like and it's like designed to be funny because the way these things are made it just seems like they're just trying to find it on the day and then here we are we see the finished product and it's just like so just dull and 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 there's i think there's nothing worse than a comedy where the jokes are not landing it's cringy it 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 just you feel so bad you know like it's it's noticeable at least with dramas you can get away with you know if it's overly cheesy you can kind of forgive it but like just comedies it's you have to be funny and and when it's not you you've just you you started off wrong so uh this movie's terrible uh, don't watch it. <laughs> strong finish, strong finish. Well, we know Melissa McCarthy is going to be in the live-action Little Mermaid, and apparently she's already recorded her stuff for Ursula. Huh? Huh? Something I'm to look forward to? I'm not watching it because she's in it. <laughs> I'm not even Why? kidding. Like, she has assaulted our eyes with shit for a decade. <laughs> Like, and that's not being hyperbolic. Like, she's fine in St. Vincent, and she was fine in Can You Ever Forgive Me. Outside of those two movies, for 10 years, she has made nothing but shit. I don't get it. This movie, I was just gonna, here's, here's my review. I wrote it down, I was like, this movie's not very good, and I feel broken. But the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off. People were paid to produce this kind of garbage. And like, I give Sandler a pass because he's been open about it. Where he's like, I want to go on vacation and sometimes we make a movie. You know what? You're being open and honest with me ahead of time that I know you probably didn't make a good movie. And you're probably going to be like doing your squeaky voice or your high-pitched nonsense. And we know what we're getting. We really do. But Melissa McCarthy is a bad comedian who's not funny. And, guys, she's also in Thor, Love and Thunder. If I buy that movie, I'm going to edit her out of it. (laughs) Hey, now, she's in Thor, Love and Thunder. So is Ben Falcone. Wow. I'm not watching it. Apparently, they're both in it. Wow. No, I'm sorry. These people do not deserve the salaries they are given. The, the, the Netflix should have taken the budget from this fucking garbage and donated it to a homeless shelter because you would have been I, doing more for society than this this movie took me six hours to watch <laughs> it's that bad at one point I looked away 
because I was like, I can't. I can't with this movie. And I looked back up and was like, oh, here's the only redeeming thing about this movie. I don't even want to get into... I'm not doing the plot. We're not doing it today. <laughs> is this... Here's... This movie is a, is a positive and a negative all at the same time, just like Melissa McCarthy as an actor. This movie has plus-size superheroes. It is too bad, however, that they were represented in this I gave a lot of shit to We Can Be Heroes, and we talked about it where it's like it was made for kids. So a lot of people, not me personally, give that a pass. And I I can understand that. If you like this, you're an idiot. Because <laughs> nothing in it is funny, none of the action is good, and overall, it's just dumb. Like, it's the worst thing I've seen in a decade. Because it's supposed to be funny, and none of it is funny, even by accident. Like, The Room is the best worst movie ever, because it is hilariously bad. This felt like somebody was sticking toothpicks under my eyes at every opportunity. It makes no sense, it's not funny. They're, they're playing fucking Fortnite! And doing the floss. We thought that was an old joke in Endgame, which came out two years ago. I am tired of bad movies. <laughs> I'm pulling a Sam Audible. If the next movie, I mean, No Man Land, I don't think is going to be bad. But the next pile of shit we start, I'm pulling my McLennan, and I will not finish it. <laughs> Because this was so bad. Yeah. And the fact that they got millions of dollars to do this is a crime against movies this in is, general. This is the double-edged sword of Netflix not supervising, you know, productions. Just like, okay, just give, well, it, give us a finished movie. And dislike button. Oh. Like, you can't dislike anything anymore. <laughs> so you just get paraded with this garbage... Like, let me check. I just want to confirm that that is the case. It's in the top ten, because people are probably falling the fuck asleep. It was number one when I watched on. it last night. It's currently number two. Well, but you can't dislike anything, so there's no content moderation. Well, they, hopefully people base their opinions on what we're saying right now. So Octavia Spencer has an Oscar! <laughs> yeah, true. Ryan, what do you, what, what's, what's the deal? Bold flags have been planted in the ground, and I haven't even said if I like or dislike this movie. Because <laughs> I think you're either on board the Ben Falcone, Willis McCarthy train, or you're not. And I'll be honest, I am on board the train. I do like their stuff. I like Melissa McCarthy. This movie is not a good movie. It is very bad. It is very poorly executed. I do like the simple humor sometimes. I like the physical humor that she commits to. I know she's heavily inspired by Chris Farley. He's a big influence on the comedy that I like, so I do understand where she's coming from. It's easy to ingest for me. And a lot of people hate on Ben Falcone for throwing himself in these movies and having these cameo roles. I kind of like it, because you know what? If I was in his position, I would do it too. I would totally go in my own movie. So I can completely see what he's doing, and I'm cool with it. Have your fun, man. If you're getting millions of dollars to make these movies, go for it. But with all that in mind, 
it's a bad movie. It feels so poorly cared about. It's super predictable. There's very small amounts of jokes that actually land if you would say any of them land at all. It's cliche after cliche of the superhero genre. And like, how many cliched superhero movies have we watched over and over? Most of them are the same movie recycled with a new package. This one felt like the laziest versions of those just thrown together. Like, you could really tell they don't like superhero movies or they don't care about them. And it really feels like it's inspired by people that don't like or don't care about superhero movies. So I'm struggling as to why this this was a movie that we had to make. Like, they had to make. I like their more just really weird person in a strange situation movies. Let's go off that. We don't need to add action movies to it. Like, The Heat, which she did with Sandra Bullock, really liked that one. Had a really good laugh about that one. Buddy Cop movie. It's a time-tested theory that just works. The story works. It's hard to fuck it up. Superhero movies, it's all about the action. You occasionally just get a sprinkle of a comedy thing and just... No. They tried... They tried to mix too much together, and I feel like they didn't care enough about what superhero movies are actually usually focused on and what usually connects. So I figured it was going to be bad. I think we all knew it was going to be bad. But somehow I was still let down going into this one, knowing it was bad. So I think with that, we all did not like this movie. Fair to say. That's fair. Yeah. I, I think it's a resounding unanimous decision. Even Sam, who when Kyle and I hate it, we can be heroes. Sam did try to stick up for it and try to make sense of that movie. And it was not even his lowest rated movie. There was like at least some kind of intention there. They knew their audience, right? And that's what we're saying is like they're trying to go for the superhero audience here. But yet they're bringing nothing new to the table. So, you know, just put them in jail already. Noodles. Where is Noodles, Netflix? Right? The guy had stretchy arms. Just throw him in there. But instead, we got a different kind of arms, which we'll talk about in our spoiler territory. Coming up here after the break. But I think with that, watch Thunder Force at your own risk. We are not necessarily recommending it at this point in time. But if you want a little bit extra, if you want to be spoiled on it, if you... If you're on the same boat as us or you don't care to find out, here come the spoilers for Thunder Force. It's your final warning and spoilers are incoming for Thunder Force. So if you guys really, you really got to see what we're talking about and you don't want to be spoiled, now's the time to jump out because it's your final time to jump out. Thunder Force spoilers incoming right now. Melissa McCarthy, her superhero name is Bingo. That's right. Mm-mm. Heavy shit. The hammer. It's the hammer. Yeah. That's right. Octavia Spencer's is Bingo. You guys probably didn't even know because you just got spoiled on it. I'm fucking you around so hard right now. Okay. I may have made the movie better with that. <laughs> B-I-N-G-O. Um, okay, so... She's Melissa McCarthy's the hammer because she has super strength. Yeah. Octavia Spencer is bingo 
because they just said that name. I mean, her superpowers and visibility, but bingo is just like, it's supposed to be funny. Is that, am I correct there? Because it's Zorro. Because Zorro was his name. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty crazy as to how little they use the invisibility superpower for anything, right? Like, it doesn't really come into play, like, at least importantly at all. Like, if you think Yeah, back. it's... They, they set it up like they're childhood friends, they got a falling out, and then now that they're older, you find, like, Octavia Spencer, her parents were geneticists, they were trying to figure out a way to create superheroes to go against the miscreants, who are the supervillains. So there's only supervillains, people fucking around, they're trying to create some sort of super soldier serum so that they can fight back. And it goes all the way to Octavius Octavia Spencer as a kid till she's a full-grown adult. She creates this serum that's going to give herself super strength and invisibility. Until Melissa McCarthy decides to come back, she needs to bring her to their high school reunion. And... She gets injected with the super, the first dose, which is the strength. It, Octavia Spencer it's, takes it's, the in, invisibility. It's done in like the least clever way possible. It's just like her fumbling in the room, like, "Oh, what's this? What does this do? Oh, this is a light switch? No, it's not." <laughs> and then like, you know what? <laughs> and then it just injects you know her in the movie face. Is? This movie makes scary movies and the epic movies look like they should have won Academy Awards for screenwriting. <laughs> because this movie feels like it was made in 2004. Like, have you guys seen Epic Movie with, like, Drake Bell yeah. and Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. It's no, terrible. I, I wouldn't watch that one. Well, okay, but at, at least those movies... Yeah, at least those movies had punchlines. They've had setups and punchlines. Like, this this movie doesn't yeah, have any of them. this movie's punchline is a punch to the genitals, because that's what it's like watching. This movie fucking <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Okay, well, what I'm curious about, okay, is this is a comedy. Uh, no, stop calling it that. It's it, okay. This is, this is an the, hour and forty-seven of people talking. This is an unfunny comedy, okay? But we we know that scripts, especially like comedic scripts, they get punched up by you know comedic screenwriters, comedians. Huh. Who, yeah, like where are the punch-ups in this? Well, what's going on here? Like. No comedians couldn't have came in here and try and actually write some jokes into this story, like what? No, because they don't want to be attached to this pile of shit. The the, the it was the thing that's it was fun. only written by Ben Falco. The only only written by him. Fun like closest thing to funny in this movie is who we haven't even mentioned yet. Jason Crabs. Jason Bateman and his crab arms. Okay, so y'all, yeah. you guys go, uh, speak about it, but like that's the closest <laughs> it comes, and. I feel bad for him because he is always good. I, I, I love Jason Bateman and he's, you know, he does his thing in this, but unfortunately doesn't have much to do besides just have crab hands. No, the funniest thing about him is his name is Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Jerry. I, I honestly did not know he was in this movie just because the only thing I've seen about this movie was that poster of Octavia Spencer, Melissa McCarthy posing. So when he showed up and he had crab arms, I fucking laughed. Like, that was a funny moment. And he, 
Jason Bateman is pretty vibrant on the screen whenever he's on there. Like he's eating it up. He's mustache twirly. He, I would say, is one of the only good things about this movie. It's just because him, and he's like the top henchman for like the classic like mayor bad guy in no, Bobby Tonneville. No, the top henchman is Kenny. And then they kill Kenny. Get kill it? Kenny. We made a South Park joke. <laughs> yeah. But like Jason Bateman and his crab arms had this weird sexual tension with Melissa McCarthy out of nowhere. And there's a lot of like up on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah. You and know, when you grow up in Massachusetts, you want to fuck a crustacean. <laughs> like, it's just it's funny when I you say it like that. I wish they said that. No, yeah. This movie is one of those <laughs> movies like this reminds me of a movie like actually I don't even mention it but this is the kind of movie that it's funnier to talk about than the movie executes like the way they introduce Jason Bateman with crab arms it's not a bit he's literally just standing in a convenience store and I was like oh that's that is funny he has crab arms but the movie doesn't do it on purpose it's the idea of it is funny but nobody executes anything remotely well like this movie sounds like it was written by somebody who had never seen a movie ever like, there's that stupid fucking bit with Andrew or Andy. Oh, but, but my grandma, she calls me Pandy Andy. But that seems too... Per- like, people are just fucking saying words. Like, I don't this know, is though. everyone's audition for Saturday Night Live. And then Lorne Michaels killed himself. Because he's like, all the funny people are dead. Whenever Jason Bateman's on screen, though, and there's gunfights, he crab walks yeah. off stage with, like, his arm pictures go. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, it's hilarious. I did, I did not notice that. Yeah. Again, Jason Bateman, one of the only good shining spots of this movie, because he he likes he he plays it straight, and he's always good as like the straight man, and wh- he's playing the straight man with crab arms. It's just it's ridiculous. I enjoyed when he had his hands ripped off. Yeah, that was but good. I laughed, but I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I think it is. <laughs> I don't because they- there's like dramatic music. Like this movie doesn't know what the fuck it is. Yeah, but they make a lot of jokes with like him holding Melissa McCarthy's hand and she starts rubbing butter on like they make That's someone's going to eat those though. Someone's going to eat those crab hands. But it like it's not the none of this is played up correctly. Like it's not disgusting, but she's not like I'm trying to figure out a way of wording this because I don't want to insult anybody. But she's not playing it up like it's sexy. She's just like butter. And you're like, "Okay. Like is this supposed to be a, a, a weight joke? Is this a food joke? Like, and then it stole the fucking bit from Deadpool one, or is it two? When both. did he get? They both, both did. Where he's got tiny crab hands on his crab arms. So I was like, this. Th- um. Okay. This so, movie gets zero. So we. I don't want to talk zero. <laughs> so real quick, zero, real no, quick. I, unprecedented. Negative five. <laughs> okay. Okay. Negative five for Kyle. So let's. <laughs> We've, we've you know, harked on the movie just not being funny. And I think that's understood. But I think where it also fails is that... Everywhere. They have this arc. They have this story where there's this kind of lost friendship between Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. They reconnect and they become superheroes, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like after they become superheroes, they kind of just like lose track of that arc. And there really isn't much to like you know so what happened what did they gain what like it just becomes solely about this mayor character and like 
it, the king. I just feel like they they lost track of why like where this movie even started was with their like their childhood friends and then moves into superhero shit. But like it it doesn't have a firm grasp as to like its central story, which is another crime against humanity. So again, there put is them in jail. no arc though. Well, right? that's what like, I mean. Like, there's she, no arc. We get them yeah. as friends for eight minutes. I we, the only reason I know that precisely is because when I tried to watch this last night, I was like, no, and then turned it off. And then they're not together. And then we get the training. And at no point is there a long enough period of the movie where you're like, oh, they're like, yeah, Thunder Force. That's like five minutes. And then. Exp- like, they don't even use the superpowers in a smart way. Like, at the very end when she grabs the bomb, like, why would she have died? She has super strength. You've shown she's bulletproof. Like... Also, why doesn't she... Like, she grabs... It, throw like, the, the bomb bi- out the fucking yeah. window! There's the bomb that's gonna blow up the big building that they're in. Like, everything. The mayor's and, tower or whatever. Yeah, instead of just busting out the window and hurling it into the air with her super strength, she decides to dive about 15 stories into the big pool out front and like land in it and then they ha- they try and play up the dramatic moment of did she survive <laughs> well oh, and, and the daughter shows up with super speed yeah yeah we forgot about that part yeah super speed she's fast because yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's well ex- it's well explained before it happens <laughs> how she just comes zooming into the <laughs> and what she does with it yeah, she There's pushes that laser, and then she never yeah. uses her yeah. powers again. We did. We touch on that. The one of the bad guys. Her her name is just Laser, because yeah. she shoots. a joke from Dodgeball, a better comedy that came out in two thousand and four. She shoots lasers. They got lasers, blazers, and all kinds of lasers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just poor. Everything about it. Poor, poor, poor. It's a little rough, and it's a little cliche. I, we are very glossing over the story because there it's pretty one. easy to fill in the blanks of what we've given and what actually also happens in there. So, yeah, big happy ending. She gets out of the pool, didn't blow up. Now they're all they're all a okay. The new, they're the the one mayor that did end up winning the race is like, hey, how about you guys get sponsored by the city? And Melissa McCarthy throws up all the water out of the pool that she drank all over her shoes. Because that's good comedy, right, guys? <laughs> this doesn't Anyone? even follow the rule of three. Like, when she's dead, she throws up. And you're like, okay, so there's one. Then she throws up on the mayor, and they don't do it again. Like, that's the fucking rule. Oh, and I forgot. No, here's my favorite part of the movie in terms of stupidity. She like hits Bobby Cannavale out of the out of the building, and like the movie ends, and they're like, "Oh, we caught him." How? Yeah, they catch him off screen after he gets punched out of a building. Yeah, and like his plan was to, I want to become mayor, and then, like, win some more elections, and then I'll become president. Like, yeah. what are we fighting against? He I don't was- know. He looked like he was supposed to be in the Dick Tracy movie yes. with Warren Beatty. Like, they, he has fake-muscled the V the fuck out. The, I think that, you know what, this movie would have benefited from being wackier. Not like, existing. Well, yes, that is a good idea. But, like, 
for them to just you know what go all in on the cartoony aspect make it like spy kids like like it's just silly and wackadoo like at least that Jason would Whitman have something crab legs as well as arms well, right like the, he has already has crab arms so you, you know give someone like a lobster tail or something i don't know it, yeah a bit a bit more on that side of things yeah for sure when they're um, like we're overrun with miscreants there's, there's like, one <laughs> One chick is causing fucking problems. It's just laser. And then fucking Spike's dad from Transformers shows up and he tells this stupid ass story about salmon. I'm like, oh my god, kill me now. It literally is just like the mayor, Palm Clementine, and Jason Bateman. And that's the group of miscreants that's terrorizing the city. And and they're talking about it. Yeah. They're talking. Well, were they even miscreants though or are they just henchmen they're just, they're just yeah. dudes the best part about this movie is that Ben Falcone plays Kenny and he gets killed by the what's his name the fucking the, what's the king the, the king. king or whatever the, the king the king it's not so hard to just say the in front of him. it's three fucking letters oh ha 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 yeah. Bobby Cannavale go back to vinyl oh wait it got don't killed. drop the the okay it's not cleaner <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it's just it just pain. felt like a lot of people not making the best of a situation. It was everyone showed up. They read what was on screen on the paper if they had words on the paper for their lines. And that was kind of what you got. It it really felt a little uninspired. Yeah. And I I feel like the biggest drop was something Kyle mentioned was the best thing it had going for it was none of the protagonists were prototype ripped white guys named Chris. And they also dropped the ball on making that a point as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it feels like anything important, they kind of were like, no, what, what do those Marvel movies do in this situation? Let's try and do that. Like it just, it felt like they just kept, instead of trying to make it their own, try and go back to the prototype that exists already so it doesn't it didn't feel like we can be heroes at least like it did not feel like it was in that universe which i was secretly hoping netflix was like we're making a superhero universe (laughs) it doesn't feel like it's in that at all that doesn't mean it's not as disappointing though at all thank god sony is bringing in the superheroes for netflix at this point yeah absolutely eh? I'm more interested in that now. But, yeah. Stay away. Just let it be forgotten. Don't don't make it go back up to number one. I don't want... I don't want Thunder Force 2. Oh, that... Oh, my I God. I don't want Thunder Force Imagine. Just imagine. I mean, if they're making We Could Be Heroes 2, <laughs> someone's talking about Thunder Force 2. Th- like, this honestly makes We Can Be Heroes look like... Looks like it's, you know, Citizen Kane. And it's that's not hard. That wasn't hard at all. <laughs> oh man! All Our right. stupid lightsaber fight we made like five, six years ago is better than this. That's true. Because there was a story. That's true. Let's 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 send it to Netflix and see if we can get a movie made. Oh Christ! Oh man! Well, before we send it to Netflix, let's put a pin in Thunder Force and let's let you guys know. When we take it to the Rickman scale, what it's going to get. So that's right, our patented Rickman scale in honor of the great Alan Rickman. 
You can do zeros, you can do tens, you can do point fives, and at the end you'll get an average of our three individual scores to make up how many Golden Rickmans Thunder Force is going to get. So Sam, we're throwing it to you. You've made a lot of bold claims so far. We've went over a couple of your lowest scores. Where's this ranking up to Malcolm and Marie and Godzilla vs. Kong? Your lowest so far on the Rickman scale. I was gonna say, and you gave We Could Be Heroes a four. Yeah. Yeah, and I did do that. I feel bad about that too. That should be higher. Uh, that should be higher. I don't know. Maybe I have to reclaim some of these uh, these ratings. But um, this is by far again. This is the worst movie uh, I've seen in a long time. I don't necessarily. I'm. I don't want to give it the zero for some reason. Yes, you do. I. F- oh. I feel like I'm gonna give it a. He's teetering I'm on gonna it. give it a one because oh, you wow. because. <laughs> Jason Bateman is a person in this movie. He is. He certainly is. And now you historically have given the first zero ever on the Rickman scale. Yeah. Did not go back to those grounds. I mean, I may regret this I too. I may regret this, but yeah, we'll go one. Well, Kyle, Kyle did join the ranks of someone that gave the zero though on the Rickman scale, and that was to We Can Be Heroes. You, now we got to see yeah. does Thunder Force line up? Do, do you regret that now, Kyle? Do do you feel like no, they're both terrible movies? Wow, I can't give negatives. Like I am not watching We Can Be Heroes two. I'm just gonna tell you right now, I'm not doing it. We knew nothing about it. We know better now, and we were idiots. So here's some behind the scenes for some of our listeners. Last week we were all like, we know nothing. Should we like watch a trailer? Like, just be maybe a little prepared for what we're putting. Nope, didn't do that at all. Um, so uh, zero. I can't give negatives. This is zero. This shows there is talentless hacks working in Hollywood who don't deserve anything they've ever been given. Because I'm sorry, Ryan. Nothing Ben Falcone has made has is a good movie. It may have made you laugh, but that doesn't mean it's a good movie. <laughs> so yeah. zero. I certainly would never claim that he's made a good movie, but <laughs> I will say that he's made me laugh a few times. So with that, you get a few points. This one, at least Jason Bateman made me laugh. And you know what? I liked this better than We Can Be Heroes, but only slightly. So this will not get my lowest score on the Rickman scale, but it will get my second lowest because story, not really much of one that isn't ripping off something else and the worst parts of something else. Production-wise, it's pretty poor in that way too. And entertainment, I don't think we felt too entertained just surmising what we've talked about so far. So with that, it's getting a three and a half for me. And with that, it's going to be our lowest rated movie that we have talked about on the Quest Beyond at 1.5 out of 10 (laughs) average. Damn. (laughs) Brutal. 1.5, Golden Rick. We suplexed that one, guys. We, uh... (laughs) Yeah. That was a superplex if I ever saw it. Sure, yeah. Good lord. Um, Yeah. Do we think, like, just mathematically, there's got to be someone out in the world who like this is their favorite movie like is that possible i I will look you want me to look right now i can do a quick (laughs) i can look right now because there is a great website that will tell us there's got to be someone who's like this is a masterpiece i'll find it there's i do i did do a little scrolling on twitter 
after I watched this one because it was trending the day. Like it was one of the first days it came out. There were people that liked this movie. I will say that. We won't quote anyone. We won't throw anyone under the bus. Did there were peop- multiple people that said they liked it and really enjoyed what they did watched. Did the person behind you like this movie? No. She she watched it along like most of it alongside of it and I'm pretty sure she fell asleep by the end of it. She said I did not like your movie. <laughs> so she didn't even claim that she was watching it either. She said it was your movie. Yeah, she, that that's how much she was disassociated <laughs> with this experience. There are 80 plus 5 star reviews on Letterbox. Nice. There are 1 2 3 4 5 six. There are s- 26 four and a half stars okay sorry so, there was eight, was it five out of five there's 80 85 80 some reviews there were five out of five one yeah. two three four so, five six seven ben falcone made just over a hundred bot accounts to to rate it a five star on letterboxd that's that's sorry, amazing yeah there's good work there's over 80 five star reviews that's uh all right there's that there is i would say a thousand reviews above three stars interesting well breaking down the numbers yeah that's Uh, there you go guys all in rural united states and that's the reason your country is the way it is Ooh, okay (laughs) that was a bold claim as well (laughs) oh wow well there you go, guys. Thunder Force. We do not recommend it, but apparently a bunch of people out there do. So if you got to check it out and make up your own mind, that's the beauty of cinema. You can definitely go do that and you can watch whatever you want. Just know where we sat on it. And that's all we can do is put it out there. And with that, we look forward to next week. And one of the, I would probably call it the front runners to take the Academy Award for Best Picture and Nomadland is coming out on Disney Plus. We're going to review it and we're going to talk about it. So, hopefully, with that, it got a Best Director nom, Best Actress nom with Frances McDormand. You got to assume it's going to be no Thunder Force. We'll just throw that out there. God, we hope it's no Thunder Force, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> I think oh, maybe man. less crab hands in that movie. We'll see. I've. I hope fucking more crab hands, to be honest. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, with that, we'll talk about Nomadland next week. And any news that pops up along the way, we've been in heavy trailer season, so we'll see if anything else comes out that I don't have to talk about next week as well. Because, boy, is that the best part of the news for me. (laughs) Do you watch the trailers afterwards? Only if... Like, I'm very curious. Like, usually it's with, like, superhero stuff that I'm like, oh, I wonder how they marketed this scene and stuff if they use this footage. But most of the time, I just leave it. There's a scene that we didn't talk about in Fast... Or F9, where Han is talking, but it's clearly one of those things where they... It's footage from another scene, and it's like this. Like, picture my mouth not moving, and he's like... I can't even do it. But he's like... I'll say so he's like boy it's great to be back and the character's like (laughs) I was like how did this make it in this trailer 
Gotta love voiceovers. Did you know you noticed Cinema. that, right, Sam? I did, yeah. When he's in- <laughs> they, they de-aged Vin Diesel. They're dubbing Han's lines. They're just off the rails. Loving it. I couldn't believe it. Oh, my God. Fast 9. More like Cherry 2, am I right? Oh, my God. All that voiceover? Butthole shots. <laughs> uh, that was a funny tweet that you did of the... He, I guess, <laughs> chiseled, chiseled his way at a shot sank. Yeah. I knew I, 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 like, I recognized that shot from somewhere. It's one of the best movies ever. Yeah, Shawshank. Got to chisel your way out. It's the same that as just a very long... That had to be a reference, long. right, in retrospect? I don't it know. Seemed, it really it. seems like it. I mean, I really wish there was a Morgan Freeman poking out his head, too, and that in the butthole shot in Cherry. <laughs> like, what's going on there? Hey, when I see the Russos, I think Shawshank, so... <laughs> Our schedule, thank God it is what it is. Like, moving forward... Oh. Yes, we got, we got a lot to look forward to. We're starting to get in the summer months, uh... Obviously, Canada is not in the best shape in terms of us going to a theater to watch stuff, so we'll try and keep up with the newest stuff as best as possible. You in the States may get to go to the theater sooner. You may get vaccinated sooner. Please get vaccinated, and we'll keep up with it when we can. But till that point, as we mentioned, Nomadland next week. Thank you guys for checking us out this week. If you listened on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, or Radio Public. We appreciate it. If you guys want to give us, if you want to give us a review, go ahead. At this point, if you haven't, you probably won't. And we took it to heart, man. That really hit us deep. Can't believe you'd do this to us. I've pleaded with you guys enough. Now I'm just gonna try and make you feel guilty for not doing it. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next week. Nomadland. The quest has been good. But we've taken it beyond. Yeah.